0: Hey, Stranger Rangers, this is Bree. This is Fatina. And you're listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome back.
1: All right. Welcome back to True Crime on a Budget. I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Flexible. Flexibility. You
1: know, I'm having all these flashbacks of like going to work from home initially from the pandemic and i'm like everything is zoom and everything is digital so uh to everyone out there we are for the first time recording on zoom um, yeah just because it works out better for our lives and you know we cut out that commute time which is crucial so Mm -hmm. we get to work from our you know with our pjs on which Not that we didn't, but...
0: My PJs are still on. I literally just brushed my teeth because I was like, I'm not about to go into a Zoom with hot breath.
1: Even though I couldn't tell, but yeah. (laughs) All right. So um, today's episode, since we're just trying out this uh, Zoom thing for the first time, we're going to... um, you know it's not going to be a huge episode it's not a huge deep dive it's a it's good content i believe um it's definitely interesting and worth talking about so it's not going to be as long as an episode but still we want to bring something to you guys while we get our bearings and get our footing on recording editing from the zoom thing so um lots of things happening uh in the true crime world yeah um the first thing that I wanted to talk about before we go forward with anything else is that here in Portland, you know, a couple of weeks ago the rumor started about a potential serial killer, right? And we talked yes. about it last time a little bit. And we talked about how there wasn't any suspect yes, yet, and that was a week ago when we when we met yeah. up. Yeah. And as of, what was it, a couple of days ago, four days ago, mm-hmm. they named a suspect.
0: Yep. They have made, and they made an arrest, right? They went to yes. the guy's house and they did end up arresting him.
1: Yes, they absolutely did. So I believe his last name is Calhoun.
0: Yes, um, it is.
1: And let me see here. His first name is Jesse. So Jesse Lee Calhoun uh, was arrested a couple of days ago. And he was connected to four of the victims. And um, I believe there was six or seven total that were potentially all linked together. But at the end of the day, at least what they potentially sounds like they had things on him for were for four of the victims. Right. So, Mm. so with that said, it looks like hopefully his reign of terror is over he unfortunately was one of the people whose sentence got commuted back at the beginning of the pandemic.
0: Yes. Yeah. I I remember hearing about that part on the news as well. He was released in July of 2021.
1: And I think that's because, you know, Oregon jails or prisons uh, were just overfilled (laughs) yeah there was too many and there was too many cases of COVID-19 spreading so it was just too overcrowded and he was one of the people that got let go um with a conditional commutation from the previous governor Kate Brown right now the links between some of the victims are that some of them knew each other or knew of each other Mm -hmm. and it sounds like for the most part they might have been having relationship with him to some extent as an exchange for drugs and.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. So, so that was kind of the common denominator. Yeah, of all of that.
1: Something else worth mentioning is that his girlfriend has come out and done a couple interviews. She's of course still shaken up that she was in a relationship with someone that is linked to all of this. Yeah, right? for sure. Uh, She said she had no idea, uh, of course, that, you know, he might be capable of doing things like this to to women. She had an inkling of of him stepping out of the relationship. Mm. So uh, she had seen videos, I believe, of some of the, the actual victims, not just other women, but of the victims themselves in his phone. Um, oh, not crazy. not any crazy videos, but just videos of them in the car. Just happened to sounds like it. Was, they were like accidental kind of videos, type of things. Uh-huh. But nonetheless, she knew that he was, you know, cheating on her. Or and at least for sure now she knows. And yeah, so nothing court wise has happened yet as far as arraignment or setting. This is going to be a long process, I'm sure. Totally. Unless he confesses to Yeah, absolutely. You know, and luckily there's bodies and not missing women. I hope that makes For sense. For sure. Oh you yeah, know?
0: definitely. Because I mean, at least there's a little bit of a chance to um, you know, not just name him as a suspect, but to name him as the guy with any DNA that might come forward or anything like that, since they do have the bodies. Yeah, everything. And I now feel a lot more safe. Like as you were talking about it last week, I wasn't really paying attention fully because it was so damn hot to the detail (laughs) that you were talking about. And I went back and I was re-listening to our episode and I was like, Oh, girls under five four with brown hair and roughly 130 pounds. Okay, maybe I should be like looking over my shoulder yeah. a little bit more when I leave my house. So um, I'm glad they have him. Yes. I feel a yeah. lot better. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully this
1: time around there is no early commutation of his sentence or anything like that because he is obviously a danger to society. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, uh, uh, the governor got a lot of flack for it because mm-hmm. we, not we, but, you know, society knew, Portland knew, like, uh, you know, these things are, you know, people that are in there for serious crimes, if anything, if nothing else. um, I don't know. Our our prison system is so overcrowded. I don't know that there's a great solution for any of it, but. Right. Unfortunately, this is a a terrible example of what happens when you release someone um, that is a danger to society. And what is weird is that he had he has a laundry list, laundry list of prior um, convictions and prior uh, felonies, I believe so as well. So but none of them are sexually uh, like, for sexual assaults or sexually orient- oriented. So mm-hmm. I, it it looks like, um, and I was talking to Mackenzie about this a little bit, that there was a very big jump going from, you know, a different type of crime to sexual assault and murder. Sure. Um, big jump in crimes. So I don't know what happened in the last couple of months. I would say in the last year or so. Right. made him make such a big jump, but... Nonetheless, here we are. So
0: so crazy.
1: <sighs> At least he's off the street. So that's
0: very good. Yeah, we can be very thankful for that.
1: Yeah. So the other thing that's been on the news a lot, and I don't know if you've heard of this, um, but, you know, I, <laughs> it's one of those things where it caught fire really quickly and it made its way to every... St- you know, social media platform very quickly because of the type of crime that it had the potential to be. So back on July 13th, there were articles and, you know, news bulletins that started making their way around for the young woman, Carly Russell, that had gone missing. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. Um oh, cool. a little bit crying wolf, just because you know, as I was reading it, I was like, Oh yeah, you know, now I know what happened or at least the facts to this day, what we know. Uh, but not everyone will read all the articles and you know, know the whole story. So I want to make sure that you guys are aware completely of, of what we know so far for Carly Russell. So if you don't know, I'm gonna tell it to you. Like if you don't know anything, that way you get the whole story. Okay, so so Carly Russell, she is a uh, young woman who lives in Alabama, and she is a nursing student. She graduated not too long ago from UAB, and on the evening of July 13th, that's when social media started popping up all these things, that there was a woman that had gone missing after she had pulled over on the side of the road Because she was calling 911 to say that she had seen a toddler walking alongside the highway. Yeah.
0: Like, how bizarre.
1: Super bizarre, but like, shit happens. And if she was doing this, um, it sounds like, you know, it would have been like a hero moment, right? You're saving a toddler from so much harm. Totally. And, you know, however it is that a toddler would have gotten out of their house whether a door was left open or whatnot it sounds like you know maybe there wasn't supervision so it sounds like it was going to be a hero story but then all of a sudden the woman goes missing right and she's a young pretty woman she is um nowhere to be seen no one's heard from her so immediately all the troops are deployed Right. (laughs) The police department, I believe Secret Service was called in um, because they wanted to get warrants for her phone and get all the information as soon as possible. So here's the timeline that we know uh, that they knew that first day. Right. Up until 820, she left work at 820 p.m. I don't know exactly what she did for work, but surveillance footage shows that she had somehow grabbed a bathrobe and some and some toilet paper from where she worked
0: so a hotel maybe
1: maybe i don't know but she was a nursing student so maybe something like a i don't know if it's like an old folks home or Mm -hmm. um or some kind of nursing facility right um but the bathrobe is the weird part here right but still so somehow she discloses or she covers up a bathroom and toilet paper to sneakily take it out She also takes some money from register, so it might be, yeah, I don't know exactly where she works. I couldn't find it exactly where she works, but nonetheless, she grabs these items from her work, essentially stealing, Mm because she's concealing them to take them off of the property. Right. After that, she orders some food at a place called Tzatziki's. I'm assuming it's probably Greek food. (laughs) Yep. Sounds delicious. Um, sounds delicious. <laughs> um, And she picks that up. There's surveillance footage of her picking this up. And then after that, she goes over to Target and she picks up a couple things. She picks up some granola bars. She picks up some Cheez-Its. And she, she sat in the parking lot for a little bit until 924. Then she started making her way home. So she jumped on the highway.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and at around nine, so 934 is when that 911 call came in from her. Okay. Now the 911 call is very even keeled. She's saying, I'm on the highway. I see a toddler, you know, send someone over to help the kid. And the 911 operator asks her what sounds like normal questions, you know, how big is the kid? And she's a toddler. So that gives him an uh-huh. age range. You know, what's he wearing? He's just wearing a diaper. Um, and he's walking northbound on the bright side of the highway, and she's also northbound on the right side of the highway. Right. She told the operator at this point that she's pulled over and she sees the kid. Right. Okay. So the operator says, Okay, we got people on the way to you. Sure. Okay. And at that point, she has her phone in her hand and she calls another relative. It has not been disclosed what relative. It sounds like it might've been a cousin that she was speaking
0: with. Yeah. I was listening to something last night about it. And I think it was like a cousin or an aunt or somebody like that. It wasn't, it wasn't mom or dad. It was some other branch. Like a female
1: something. something. Yeah. So she, while she was on the phone with the relative, And talking to them, and I can only assume it was probably like, hey, I'm on the side of the road with this toddler. I already called 911. Yeah. So 936. So this was two minutes later from her 911 call. Her relative relayed that she just heard her scream. She heard Carly's scream. And then there was an open phone line. Mm -hmm. So this was two minutes after the initial 911 call. The cops took all of five minutes to get to the scene. Yeah. From 934. Mm-hmm. So by 9:39, so three minutes after the scream was heard, right? Carly was no longer at the scene. So the cops show up, they don't see a toddler, they don't see a Carly. <laughs> there is yeah. no one there. And they find her car, of course, pulled over on this on the shoulder. And her wig is on the floor
0: on the the still running right the car still running Mm -hmm.
1: her cars sorry her wig is on the floor her cell phone is on the floor on the grass her purse is in the car her apple watch is in the purse that's in the car Mm i feel like this is one of those (laughs) the fox in the hole in the hole in the ground yeah 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 (laughs)
0: and the green grass grew all around all around
1: yep (laughs) so the apple watch is in the purse and her takeaway order from tzatziki's is still in the car Uh seemingly untouched and all the items that we now know were taken from work so the bathrobe the toilet paper Mm -hmm. and the target granola and Cheez it's were gone weird so those were not in the car so, of course, the police, they, you know, it seems like it was a an abrupt kidnapping with ill intentions. Uh-huh. Um, and at this point to everyone outside in the world, you know, it seemed like the kid, the toddler was a lure. To right. bring a young woman out of her car. Sure. To then kidnap her and, you know do as kidnappers do right so the police deployed canine searches they brought out the drones they did full ground searches family and friends showed up big time strangers started showing up and started doing ground searches so the area where this happened along the freeway there is a very dense canopy of trees alongside the highway Behind that Mm -hmm. big, dense set of trees, there is, you know, houses and houses, just, you know, little houses on the treetops. They're all the same. Right. So that was Friday. So Friday through Saturday, they did these searches and not a single thing was found, at least on the ground searches. No other, you know, no shoes, no shirts, nothing, no other items that were linking them to find Carly. There was no (sighs) lights. So, on July 15th, at 10.44 p.m., after her parents had already done, you know, press conferences and had been interviewed by different multiple news sources, Carly walks up to her house. Yep. And the odd thing is, her parents didn't embrace her. No hugs. So, instead of... Cheering and praising God that her that their daughter had returned home. The first thing she did, which you would also do, is call nine one one to get paramedics over and to say call off the search. Sure. my daughter's she returned.
0: Nine one one or the mom. The mom
1: did. Okay, the mom did. But there was no hug, no embrace, no.
0: Oh my God, my daughter's back! You're found! Yeah. You're alive! Would be in like joyful hysterics absolutely
1: (laughs) Panic cheerfully you know just totally uh, yeah so um the police showed up the paramedics showed up the first thing they did is they took her to the hospital just to make sure her well-being her health was okay she had a small cut on her lip nothing major Uh and she had one small tear on her t-shirt on her shirt but nothing where it was disheveled dirty you know been running around nothing she seemed just fine
0: signs of like a major struggle yeah
1: nothing yeah so the police of course tried to interview her that night um and while they did that they were also pulling surveillance video that they could walking up to her house and they just saw her within a couple of blocks walking home um, and then just went and knocked on her house. So they treated her that night. Um, she was conscious. There was no, you know, head injuries. She just said that she had the cut on her lip and had some headache and had a headache. So she was treated and released that evening. So here's the story that Carly has told the police.
0: Okay.
1: She pulled over. She saw the kid. She... As she was checking on the kid after the police call while on the phone with her relative, a man came out of the tree line and snatched her into the tree line and forced her over a fence and into a car. Mm. From that car, the next thing she remembers, she was on the back of an 18 wheeler. That's a, that's a big jump. Okay. You not remember, that's but a huge jump. Without saying like I was struck on the back of the head or I had a rag over my face, you know, um, sure. Something to make you not remember.
0: Yeah. Um, so
1: she's saying she doesn't remember what made her not remember. But <laughs> um, she said that there, w- there was a male, and sh- although she didn't see the female, she could hear a female's voice in the cabin of the 18 wheeler. Okay. And she said she could hear a baby's cry.
0: So to like, it was a to lure. tie
1: in the baby story. Gotcha. Now she described the male as a white male with orange hair and a bald spot on the back of his head. So a clown, a clown or Donald Trump. Or like Don- <laughs> who else has orange hair? Exactly.
0: Who else? Oh
1: my God. So she said that while she was in that 18-wheeler, she got away. And she was recaptured. Okay. And so after she was recaptured, she was blindfolded. But there was no ties, no ankle or wrist ties put on her. And that was because they told her that they didn't want to leave marks on
0: her. Which... (sighs) That's th- those are very considerate kidnappers to not uh, okay.
1: But it almost makes me think like she, uh, or you know, if if well, we know this isn't true, right, guys? So if, sure. if this were true, like she's saying, you know, they didn't want to damage the merchandise because of you know human trafficking, like right, something like that. I think that's what she was trying to get to, right. So she said while she remained blindfolded, it took her to a place where they made her get completely naked. And although she didn't see it because she was blindfolded, she, she knows she hears what sounded like pictures being taken. Okay. So the morning after the first night, um, when she woke up, she was given cheese crackers by the woman. And then they were in a car again, and she was able to escape. And this time, she ran straight into the woods, kept running so she couldn't, and walked all the way home.
0: Okay, you would show <laughs> up in, like, a completely different state than how you showed up at your parents' house. If you were dressed, drug, yeah. thrown into a vehicle, undressed, mm-hmm. redressed, ran through the woods to escape, like, your clothes would be dirty. They would be sweat soaked. Yeah. You would be hysterical at the point of reaching your mom and dad's house. Absolutely. Um, you would definitely have scrapes and scratches on your feet, on your hands, on your arms, on your legs. Like what? Yep. I mean,
1: how do you not, I, I don't know uh, if you're, yeah, you would be completely disheveled. Completely, either d- dirty or your eyes are so sore from crying and they're red yeah. and puffy, and or you're, you know, you come back snot nosed or something.
0: Totally, uh uh-uh, None of that. You would physically and emotionally be such a mess. Uh huh. Yeah, and she absolutely oh wasn't God.
1: right. So, the police, of course, after doing that initial interview of the night she reappeared. So she was gone for a full 49 hours from the Mm -hmm. moment the 911 call went in until 1044 when she reappeared on the 15th, 49 hours. I feel like that's going to be the title of the movie when they, when they make this totally 49 hours. So because they already had the secret service involved, which I mean, that's big guns right oh yeah for for something like this and not that it's not warranted by all means if it's your daughter bring in whoever you want you know what i mean for sure but they did some more forensic searches on her phone and her phone searches so and i love this because in the press conference that the police did for this uh they they kind of said it you know they hit it right on the head it's like we're telling you this information, not to straight out call her a liar, but to tell you what we know and we're trying to make sense of all this. We're not telling you, um, you know, this to we're telling you this because we owe it to you as a society, because there was pandemonium. We thought yeah. people were just snatching up people out in the road here. Totally. And everyone was giving
0: their time and effort looking for her. Exactly. So and these phone searches are hilarious, wild, like wild. What have we not learned anything from Casey Anthony, you guys? Oh my god! Come or on. for like anything. If you a- lo- anything,
1: <laughs> anything. So on July eleventh, so three days prior to her disappearance at seven thirty a.m., she googled, "Do you have to pay for an Amber Alert?" <laughs> not suspicious at all. No. On July 13th, on the morning that she disappeared, at 1.03 a.m. So she was up all night. Yeah. Like, couldn't sleep. She said, how to withdraw money from a register without getting caught, mm-hmm. which is super sus. Yeah. And on July 13th, the same day, at 2.13 a.m., again, she couldn't sleep a wink. She looked up Birmingham's bus station. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes later at 2 35 a.m she looked up a one-way bus ticket from Birmingham Alabama to Nashville with a departure date of 7 13 so that very same day sure. she was looking for same day buses that yep. ca- and then at 12 10 p.m so lunchtime probably at work yeah she looked up the movie taken mm-hmm. which we know is like an
0: abduction movie yep. So, I mean. I- you crossed all your T's and you dotted all your I's to um, check all the boxes that make you look like a big fat liar.
1: Yeah, you pressed all the Google searches is what you yeah, did. Exactly. So from there, they also subpoenaed the records from her work computer. So I don't know if she and and, and they made it very clear that. It wasn't just her work computer. It was just her computer. It was just the computer at work, which, sure. I mean, she probably had access to. Uh, but that same day, she Googled the max age for an amber alert. Mm-hmm. So, very suspicious Google searches. Um, I mean, I don't know who looks uptaken. I don't know if she was viewing it. <laughs> In the middle right. of the day, but um, so as of right now, there's no charges on her. They have not brought up any no charges, charges on her. Mm-mm. They have not. Um, and that will they, last long. I, and that's what I'm thinking. Um, I don't know if there was accomplices uh, to sure. her actually being taken or not. What it sounds like, and what you know, social media is saying first of all, social media is pissed at yeah. her all the tiktokers that have platforms have a following when it comes to missing endangered women women that are part of human trafficking and they try to find these women and they're put their they're putting their time and effort into you know into finding them or getting them out of these situations are absolutely pissed one hundred percent, and they have rightfully so, oh Yeah, they have the right to be so yeah. pissed. Um, I mean, you can see that tra- you can see the trajectory. You know, they start guns a-blazing. Let's look for this woman. Here's what we know: there's video footage of her car pulling over on the highway, and from there, it's very grainy video. But everyone took the time and effort to try and clear it up, and they were talking about everything that they knew so far, and then. You know, you see, you know, 24 hours, 48 hours, and then all of a sudden she shows up. Right. And for the most part, everyone that had made an account or had gathered a following to follow her story was now almost feeling embarrassed that they were helping. I don't think there's a reason for anyone to be embarrassed because. No. How would they have known? right? We all, if anything, all of us fell for it.
0: And you wouldn't think that somebody would fake something like this. Yeah,
1: seriously. So, um, they have, uh, completely just up and ended that other than one or two follow-up videos with the same information. Uh, but, um, it's sad that she would have done this. Um, it sounds like there might've been some mental health things happening that sure. were something something went wrong that day but it sounds right. like it was planned though it's not like she had a panic attack or she had a break and she needed you know just disappeared no like you were googling this
0: these I was poor... going to say yeah the google searches i think are a pretty good indication of that
1: so another theory and i think um i think this is the most plausible one because women uh well people in general sure can uh grow overly attached in relationships sometimes
0: <laughs> mm. so, she nice so she did have a boyfriend
1: so she did have a boyfriend his name is uh tamar simmons and he has an instagram associate, but Uh, prior to this of course their relationship great relationship both young nurses type of thing graduates and they had a bunch of um pictures together and Mm -hmm. in those 48 hours of her missing he put out a couple posts you know and people were sharing and you know The post to, you know, keep the word out and whatnot. And then the moment she came back, of course, none of the, none of this information had broken. So he thanked everyone Mm
0: -hmm.
1: for helping him look and share pictures. And, you know, luckily she's back home, praise God, all these things. The moment all this information hit the fan, he took every single picture of her down.
0: Yeah.
1: He took the post down of gratitude. He took everything down. So the theory is that she did this to get his attention somehow, Mm. which like we've seen people do worse. (laughs) This is pretty bad, though, but that's pretty bad. I don't know what she thought would happen. And I think the the searches that were like, how old do you have to be to do an Amber Alert and all these things um, are a result of. Her trying to figure out if they would do it for a woman her age because she's she's over eighteen, right? So they were trying to figure out, you know, if there was going to be such big hoopla over her. And I don't know that she expected the result that she got. You're right. So much attention. Um, she's 25 years old, so she probably thought maybe someone under you know, over the age of 18 is not going to get that much attention. She's just going to be a missing woman, right. maybe a couple posters. I mean, honestly, though, how much did she think she, how long does she think she could be away with granola and cheeses?
0: Oh yeah. No joke. I mean, I, I would not last more than like an hour and a half. I'm going to be honest with you.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's a kid running away from home and you're like right across the street, like <laughs> totally come back for dinner.
0: Isn't there like an episode of Rugrats where one of them wants to run away and puts just like one box of chocolate chip cookies in their backpack and they like run away for like three hours and then they come back? <laughs> that's what that makes me think of. Yeah, you you don't think ahead.
1: That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like that box of cheese that's in granola covered her for 48 hours. Forty um, nine, And I don't know where she was. I, I mean, I don't know if she would have been in a hotel or if she was actually roughing it out in the woods or if she had a friend that she was staying with because she didn't have her car she didn't have her cell phone
0: she was in the woods in a bathrobe with a box of cheez-its and at least she had toilet paper and didn't have to wipe with leaves yeah good thinking yeah yeah (laughs) there's that so weird what the heck at least she didn't come back stinky so this is true this is true. Well, you know, it's so ironic about this. Um, I don't know if any of our listeners have watched it or if you've watched it, but there's the show um, "Truth Be Told" on Apple TV. It has Octavia oh. Spencer. I love her this season. Gabrielle Union. Um, I think this is the third or fourth season of the show, um, and this whole storyline is like same thing. Such a such a chunk of what that season is it's about. So was weird. Like, what the
1: heck? Yeah. I I do not know what she was thinking, what she really thought was going to happen. I think at the very least, the state or county, whatever she's in, should charge her back for the
0: resources she used. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially with how deep those resources ran, you know.
1: Filing a fake police report, you know. Yes. And and it's, I, I guess, worth mentioning that, They, you know, double-checked everything. There was no other reports, no other 911 calls of a kid going down an interstate. They Mm -hmm. also double-triple-checked any missing kid reports in the area. There's no missing toddlers in the area. So, obviously, they believe the Obviously, the whole story is fantastical. Totally. But just to make sure that everyone knows, there's no missing toddler on top of this. Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, cause there's like footage of her, I believe there's footage of her car being pulled over on the side of the freeway and you don't even see a toddler at all. Nope. So I think we can sleep tonight knowing that that is not right. any sort of fact whatsoever in this yeah. whole case. Not at all. Oh my gosh. So, so crazy. With
1: that, um, we will wrap up our first zoom recording and I think that's uh, all the time we actually have time for. (laughs) Yeah, we have a minute eight left. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. I hope the quality of the sound is okay. Um, And by the time this comes out, it should have been edited and everything. But thank you. And we don't be a
0: stranger. Yeah, don't be a stranger. We'll hopefully catch you guys next week and uh, have a good one. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.